0: it please. We've been in this series of talking about coming to the Lord's table. And the first thing we recognize it is it is the Lord's table. It's not ours. He's the one hosting it. And when we come around the table, we take communion, the word communion means fellowship. It's a one- anothering that's taking place. Because we have in common and are brought together in unity by Christ and what he's done for us through the gospel. And so it's real easy after all these years away from New Testament times and away from Jewish history and the Passover to lose the feeling of the table. Uh, And so we're trying to get a little bit of back, a little head back in that direction where we really have a theology about why we do communion well one of the things that happens in communion or taking of the Lord's Supper is that we we examine ourselves now that means we're looking within and seeing what's going on in our own lives in relation to what's going on in the body of Christ now in the book of 1st Corinthians I want to just give you a little bit of, of, of background here The Corinthian church, you know, they had some problems. They had some sexual immorality they had to rebuke. They had some divisions going on. They had brothers causing problems with other brothers. Some even taking people to, uh, for, to the courts for lawsuits and all this kind of stuff were going on, and so they they uh, they they struggled with some things, and uh, kind of reminds me of me, <laughs> and us in our history. We struggle with some things, don't we? and yet when you get to uh, one of the things they struggle with in taking the Lord's Supper was at that time they would gather around and have well we call in the south a good old potluck right you've been one of those like this if you have like this you know it's amazing the first service was a little bit more awake I don't want to challenge you I'm just saying (laughs) so they're gathering around and so but some of the brothers were humiliating other brothers by not waiting on them. you have got to remember, when people became Christians during this time, a lot of people lost their jobs, a lot of poverty. And so a lot of brothers and sisters were totally uh, in poverty and depended on each other. They even sold pieces of land and their goods and, and spread it out to help each other. Remember that? Now the book of Acts. And so uh, all, all of a sudden you get here in this church and there are some brothers that have plenty, and yet they're not waiting on the other brothers here's what's happening in, the, uh, in chapter 11 verse 17 I'll get to this other text in just a moment but, in the following directives I have no praise for you for your meetings do more harm than good in the first place I hear that when you come together as a church there are divisions among you to some extent I believe it no doubt there have to be divisions among you to show which of you have God's approval but when you come together it is not the Lord's Supper you eat For as you eat, each of you goes ahead without waiting for anybody else. One remains hungry, another gets drunk. Don't you have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you, get this, despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you for this? Certainly not. Now to the verse 27. This a part I think will be on the screen for you. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord, that's not just his body, that's this church body, see eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many among you are weak and sick and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we judged ourselves, we would not come under judgment. When we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned with the world. So then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for each other. If anyone is hungry, you should eat at home so that when you meet together, it may not result in judgment. And When I come, I'll give further directions what's he saying here examine yourselves now when typically when we examine the Lord's Supper we examine everything but ourselves let's face it okay can we just kind of talk here as a church family in our history we've examined the elements Okay, what's it gonna be? Is it gotta be unleavened bread or regular bread? Does it have to be wine or fruit? We examine that. We examine what it is. We examine who can take it. Well, I don't know. Can so and so take it? Can anybody? Now, look. By the way, it's the go- the gospel in action is what you're seeing at the table. We want everybody to come in and recognize that. Okay, this is open. Then we then we ask sometimes who can serve it. That's who we examine. Who can serve it? in our tradition you know men typically walk down the aisle and serve communion because we've gotten away from being around a table and what that means if you were back in the New Testament times they're meeting in homes who do you think was in the kitchen fixing that bread and bringing it out to the table I mean I don't know how it works at your house but okay even now but see even that we let hierarchy and church structure infiltrate the table And we eliminate half of the the church women from even serving. Well, I said that's not quite right because you can pass it east and west, you just can't pass it north and south. Now, does that make sense to you? But that's kind of what happened to us as we get farther away uh, uh, from New Testament times. It's a little bit more difficult for us to imagine what was happening around the table. Do what, brother? Preach on. Okay, I got Bill Smith. Preach on. Okay, Bill. (laughs) When you, they were despising their brothers by not waiting on them. We despise and humiliate half our sisters by not letting them serve. Now, think about that for a minute. Look, we got to get by our, I know it's uncomfortable to talk about our traditions and how we do church. I know that is, and, and I understand that struggle, I struggle with it too, right? I mean, when something different happens in your assembly, right, yeah, I mean, look, from everything, from if, even today, doing communion at a different point, you know, is going to be a struggle for some, right? We're going to do the invitation here in a few moments as we examine, and then have the rest of the sermon. Some of it, don't go on automatic pilot and bolt out of here at the invitation zone, you know, you'll miss out. It's a struggle for us. I mean, all the way to the point that some of us don't know what to do when someone sits in our seat, right? They got my pew. What do I do? Where do I go? I don't know what to do. Yeah. We have to laugh at ourselves. Because when we go back and just look at the Bible and search, what does this thing mean? What should we really examine? Are those the things we should be examining? No, here's what we need to examine. Our hearts and our relationship with God and the brothers. And he says, when you do that, when you examine that, if there's something there that needs to be cleaned up and taken care of, you take care of it. That's what we examine. Now, look, none of us come worthy to take the bread and the wine. None of us come worthy. We're made worthy by the grace of God. But we look in and examine and, and get our, make sure our hearts are right with God. And that's very, very important to what we do. So examination is what we're about at this moment in the service. Look at your heart and your mind and your relationship with God. As well as your relationship with the brothers and sisters. Because this is a table of unity. It is a table declaring the gospel. It is a table of grace. It is a table of mercy. And we all take it knowing that only by God's grace can we surround and enjoy communion. And it should be a nourishing thing. But it's hard to nourish someone who has a heart that won't eat. Someone that has a a closed mind or a closed heart, they have a hard time getting nourishment out of our assembly and out of the table. They really will. So open your hearts, open your minds. Let's examine ourselves. And we're going to uh, we're going to sing a couple of songs here, and as we do, these are. We're going to offer the invitation because we want to examine ourselves, and we're going to offer the invitation. And if you need to come, if you if you've never been baptized into Christ, you want to obey the gospel. That's the time to do it. Normally, we do this at the end of our service, but we're doing it now. And if if you have a sin that you you, you need us to pray about, there's going to be some leaders down here to pray with you. Okay. And uh, uh, that's what examination time is. We call it invitation today. We're calling it. Examination. So if you have a need to respond to the gospel or prayers from our leaders uh, uh, or something there that's on your heart, that's what this time is as we examine. We're going to do this before we come to the table today, okay? So if you have a need to respond, you're welcome to do that as we stand and as we continue to sing.